Copycat, let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hey everyone, I'm Aliyah Janine, and you are listening to me on the Chanel in the City podcast with Chanel Omari. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Chanel in the City. I'm your host, Chanel Omari. And today, I know of all days, I always say I have a special guest, but this, this beautiful, <laughs> talented, amazing woman, she's going to kill me right now for saying that, but... She is a very dear friend. She's a good friend. She's my sister from another mister. She's also a Scorpio. Okay, let me just give you her credits because she's amazing. She's a queen. <laughs> you've, you've heard her on SiriusXM. She's a stand-up comedian. She's probably one of the funniest people I've ever met in my entire life. She's really so talented. That's right. She's a former porn star, so she could teach you everything that you need to know and not need to know, bitches. Okay? Stay away from my man, motherfuckers. She all... <laughs> Or I'll kill you. <laughs> anyway, please welcome my amazing... Oh, she's also the creator of Hardcore Comedy Entertainment, which is an amazing comedy production. Um, and we do also Scorpio Sisters Scorpio under Sisters, that. Scorpio Sisters, yeah. So that's pretty cool. And that's our comedy sketch. We have some comedy sketches. Yeah, TikTok, or TikToks. I almost called them TikToks. <laughs> if you can't tell by my TikToks. age, I have no idea what TikTok is. <laughs> Please welcome my beautiful, my amazing, my smart, my funny <laughs> oh my friend, gosh, Aaliyah Janine. <laughs> Hi. What's up? How I'm, are you? I'm good. Oh, and by the way, we are here. Got to give a shout out to Too Much Content Studios. We're here yes. again. And what up? What up? Shout out to our producer, our fabulous producer, Ani Moosh. Hey. We got also our fabulous studio engineer, Irish O'Neill. Yeah. What an Irish name, too. I love that. Irish <laughs> O'Neill. What an actor name. That's a stage name. It is a stage name. It's like, my name is a stage name. Talking about stage names. So, <laughs> I never use stage names, really. Do you, so how can we get into your name first? That's yeah. what I want to talk to everyone about. My name? Everyone always asks me, yeah, they're like, is your name, is your friend's name real? Like, Aaliyah Janine, was that, is that your real name? That is my legal, God-given, on my passport name. And so, how did your mom come up with a beautiful name um, like that? Well, um, well, Aaliyah, like my particular name, the way it's spelled A-L-I-A is pronounced Aaliyah. It's just easier for white people to okay. say Aaliyah. Um, like, growing up my whole life, everyone, it was just easier for them to say Aaliyah until I moved to New York. And then everyone could say Aaliyah, but no one could say Janine. And I was like, what? The fuck? It was super weird. Um, my mom actually got it from the science fiction book Dune by Frank Herbert. Obviously, there's the new movie that just came out. Um, and it's, it's a trilogy. Uh, so I'm excited. I've, I've never really read um, the books because I'm not like that into sci-fi. Um, spoiler alert, I guess uh, it's Aaliyah in the movie is Paul's sister. And she ends up like ruling everything and becoming crazy. And I'm like... That sounds like <laughs> And they have this yes. thing with like blue eyes and I have blue eyes. So yeah, but my mom got it um, from the book Dune. Wow, I love that. Scorpio moms always have like a purpose behind their names. Like Chanel, yeah. Aaliyah. That's that's really interesting. Yeah, my mom's uh, and isn't Aaliyah. It, 
a Leo. Uh, yeah. That's and why that's we interesting. Don't get along. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, you definitely don't get along. No, my ex boyfriend was a Leo, fine. and we don't really get along. Oh, yeah. No, I can never date a Leo. Absolutely not. Leos are strong. Scorpios are strong, but They're we're strong bitches. in it. <laughs> why do you why do you think you can't get along? Scorpios can't get along with Leos. Uh, because they're vain. Scorpio or uh, Leos tend to be like the vain sign, and uh, we like more real. We're that not, is true. Scorpios it's, like more it's real. It's not like so superficial. It's not so superficial. I mean, yeah. we do like some of our materialistic things at some points. Yeah, we binge, but yeah. Okay, yeah, so that's cool. But then that kind of did that suit you when you so let's talk about it a little bit you got in, when you got into porn. Mm -hmm. Did you say, okay, I'm going with my real name. I feel like it could be a porn stage name too. And so how did you figure all that about? Um, that's kind of cool. Well, the the stage name that I thought of for porn, because like I've, I've when I was a dancer, um, which is the natural progression of things, obviously. Uh, <laughs> oh, just educate us with that too. When, when I was a stripper, <laughs> um, I had I always danced by boy names, Charlie, Frankie. Uh, I think I danced by Monroe for a while, um, and then Gage was was the last name that I danced by, which is uh, the little boy from the movie uh, Pet Cemetery. His uh, his name was Gage, um, and I thought about performing under gauge guitar but i thought that sounded too much like an mma fighter and i and i'm a big woman as it is you know Aaliyah, you need to say that for your fucking setup joke like like I'm a, I'm a big girl like i'm 511 and um i didn't also because i've been confused with uh trans people before uh, <laughs> that's ridiculous which, which is hilarious um well, it was, i was beautiful. at a drag show in dallas and uh, i was like i was super dressed up and wearing high heels and when i wear you know like stripper shoes like i'm six three six four and so yeah so people automatically they're just like oh that's definitely a dude that's <laughs> my type when she put heels on <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm very very tall um no i just so i just decided to go by my real name and mostly because i'm related to mostly men so right. i thought that it would be a good warning sign um like a warning um in case anyone i'm related to accidentally came upon <laughs> something it was someone else's name that way you know when they saw my name like my uncle bill like he loves porn and he had to cancel a lot of subscriptions to a lot of websites <laughs> um sorry billy uncle bill um for that so yeah for a while i would like send him like a bunch of porn from the companies they like just made sure that like obviously i wasn't in them <laughs> <laughs> right that's what i was gonna say was that uncomfortable like telling when you so no. When you, no i talked to my i had actually talked to um my uncle chuck before i had even like like decided to do it like i asked his opinion on it and at the time i only wanted to make like this one movie like it was like a big movie and i thought because i really like i was a dancer and i really wanted that to help with my feature dancing career because at that time like 2009 like internet porn's been around for a couple of years like Pornhub and stuff came out um, in 2005 so like in order to be a feature dancer like to really get paid to go to these clubs you had to have some type of of credits you know along those lines so i'm like fuck it i'll make this one movie and then i ended up really liking it um and continuing to do it obviously for a couple of years mostly because i couldn't dance anymore because my, my knees are all fucked up okay that's a good excuse i mean i wouldn't be able to dance either if my fucking knees yeah <laughs> what did you like more did you like doing porn or dancing um or does is it different just different no 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 they're they're both very um 
I mean, similar, obviously, but I liked I like dancing. Dancing is actually similar to comedy where, you know, you travel on the weekends. Um, actually, very like you have to stay in like model houses, which is no different than a comedy condo kind of thing. Um, yeah, I, I liked I like dancing more. It was um, as much as I hate people. I did like I like dancing. Dealing yeah. with, with customers and stuff, like, I hated being a house girl because there you had to hustle and, like, actually, like, talk to dudes to get money where I would just sit at the bar and wait for that one whale to come who just needed someone to talk to. Um, that's how I normally made all my <laughs> money. Um, but but I love dancing and feature dancing. I could just dance, people throw money, and then they have to pay extra, you know, for lap dances and, you know, they pay for pictures and stuff like that. So I didn't have to do as much interacting with people. That is hilarious. <laughs> like you don't want to do in real life. Like yeah, now. yeah. Th- there's a method to my madness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I don't like to talk to anyone whether I'm dancing, doing yeah, porn. Yeah, like people... So when you that's so fascinating. So it was just one movie really when it that got you into porn mm-hmm. and you were a dancer, which I don't think I even knew about you. Yeah. Um how did it feel? Like did it feel powerful when you were in the porn industry? Like how does that work? Um it definitely um it helped with my self esteem a lot. I know a lot of people like automatically assume that um you know that a lot of people that are in that industry are broken i mean people are broken everywhere and yeah obviously there are um broken people Mm -hmm. in that industry but it can also help a lot like it helped um with any like sexual fear you know fears about my my sexuality um fears about just being open basically and and not being afraid People literally being able to see inside me when they Google me. <laughs> right. How, right. How do you cope with that um, mental health wise? Um, it, w- it was very empowering. Um, the, the thing that that definitely sucked was, um, you know, like people are horrible online. Yes. Obviously, as we all know, um, people feel more powerful online. And yes, then, you, you know, definitely reading some of the comments about like like how I look. And stuff from, you know, from a 300 pound man who probably still lives in his father's basement. I was just like, okay, you know, it was humbling. Like every once in a while when I, when I need to be humbled, I'll go read some comments on Pornhub. Right. (laughs) Be like, all right, (laughs) calm down, girl. Um, (laughs) You know, if I get a little too high on my horse, you know, go to X videos. Oh yeah, no, that's true. That's true. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Humbling. Very humbling. Um, Yeah. It was, it's mainly dealing with fans you know because they're watching you have sex and and fucking and they just kind of assume because they see that that they're in a relationship with you it's it's very similar to you know like comedy fans who hear us on podcasts you know who goes who goes to shows and and they relate to to what we're saying and so now they want to be friends with us Or, or or they automatically assume that we are friends because you know they have similarities but we don't know who these fucking people are and right. a lot, lot like i've noticed that especially here in comedy and, and it will be in this article as well um is that a lot of um a lot of female comedy fans are no different than male porn fans when, when Ooh, it comes interesting to, when they come to like interact and stuff like that um the, this, the same concept where it's like, oh, they hear this male comedian. It's like, oh, I want to be friends with you. Or, or, oh, we are friends. It's like, yo, I don't even know your name. Or I feel entitled to you. Yeah, yes. yeah. Like there's, especially in New York City, like one girl, it's like, oh, I'm 
I'm a huge comedy fan. All of a sudden she's like, you know, I do a little comedy. It's like, no, you don't. And then now once like producing shows, it's like, you guys need to like, there's something like wrong with that where they automatically just are drawn and just try to insert themselves in into that. people's lives. And, and same thing with fans. Like I have some serious stalkers that like really think that we're in a relationship because they see me with a dick in my mouth. No way. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. So um, so dealing with stuff like that bothered me. Like I love performing and, and like I, I miss the old days where people like can't like just tweet you, you know, where, where they actually had to write you a letter if they were were your fan kind of, yeah how do you deal with these stalkers and these well i mean the most you could do is block them like if like um i am having to contact um the authorities in spain because i've had a dude Holy who's been stalking shit. me for um going on eight years now he's actually been to the city before like he he brought me like cigarettes and like dog and cat treats which i thought <laughs> was really weird um yeah that's why like i stopped posting like more of my personal stuff on, on social media um i don't really post pictures of my dog anymore like workout stuff like i have like my close friends list or, or whatever on instagram and that's where i post like this is what i ate today you know like dumb shit like that because um now it's just it's just work stuff and i pretty much I don't read a lot of my replies and comments. Like I have some great fans and I, I like to interact with certain people. Um, so I just make sure that I see their posts and, and not other people's posts. Like I actually have to search my name on Twitter to be able to see all of my ads. And like, I'll, I'll look at the profile picture first, be like, okay, this is a normal, like this is one of my regular fans, blah, blah, blah. And then if it's anyone else, I either mute them or block them depending on, um, the gravity of what they've said. I mean, I think that's a health. I just think the way you do about go about it is healthy. I think because you're actually taking care of yourself and that's a step for yeah. self-love and you're saying, let me strategize and see what's a healthy boundary. Yeah. I don't do that m myself. Like being from reality TV, we discussed this. It's similar to the stigma of how people mm -hmm. think that they can own us trash mm -hmm. us talk, talk, to, talk to you talk any to way, way they, they want. want to yeah and it's like if i saw That's you in person you wouldn't do that because i've had i've seen people That's who have said is. some crazy ass shit to me online and then i look at them and i'm like do you have anything to say and they're like no 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 and i'm like then don't fucking type it you fucking pussy because right. I, whatever i put online about somebody else even if it's a sub a sub tweet even if it's a subtweet, I will say, I'm looking yes. at you in the camera, I will tell you to your face what I tweeted you. If you are not able to do the same to me, you need to shut the fuck up. See, this is the real deal Scorpio shit. <laughs> but here's the thing, that's the healthy way to filter through it and say, yeah. I'm going to have self-love for myself and I'm going to put settings on mm -hmm. and then I can take responsibility. Then I can't blame other people yeah. for like yeah. comments coming my way. Well, that I, I don't mean, like. you're gonna feel things even if it is like someone that you don't know, like a bot account or you know just a fucking troll that says something. Yeah, you're gonna have that little feeling, and it's okay to have those feelings. You recognize those feelings and be like, that person doesn't deserve this feeling. You know, like you're literal fucking nobody. Like you're a coward. Most of them are fucking cowards. So it's just, yeah, you can't let a fucking coward. Like, uh, yeah, like, back to you that way. And let's talk about also moving on to like the stigma of the industry. Did that mm -hmm. ever, is there something that you want to clarify? Like, you know, there's always like the stigma of porn. Meanwhile, porn does like, everyone, everybody, everyone, everybody watches, watches porn. Everyone watches, yeah. It, and it, even if they don't admit, like, why do you think it's so taboo? Why do you think still people because are people like, are I can't cowards. admit it? Well, I mean, that goes way back into just basic religion and, and social and cultural, like, like, 
you know, boundaries, you know, and how prim and proper everyone always, especially like super like religious people, how they're always like, we're better than everyone. And, and like how sex is so like back in like, fucking 1500s 1600s people were all whores like they were <laughs> they well that were, was not even insulting back then no really. it was like it's sex is a normal like the towel we're all fucking here um There's yeah even whores in the bible mary is, magdalene she, jesus literally married yeah jesus literally married a whore i have jesus <laughs> literally married a whore yes and that is and that's i don't like the I don't like how men or anyone in general. Well, it's mostly men. And the men who do put down women like that are the ones who need porn the most. most. Because they're just projecting the fact that they can't have sex with us or just have sex in general. Like, but is it a down, power dynamic? Like, what gets them off to make you feel like... Well, well, whole, like, I guess... Well, just trying to make themselves feel better, better for having to watch it. Like, they need to watch it because, like, they don't have someone in their life or, they, you know, no one wants to date them or whatever and they need to get off it's just how their little pea brains fucking work like putting down a sex worker (laughs) for um for helping you out because it is a mental physical thing like we need to have it is is like putting down your doctor for checking your heart or putting down like a dentist for like fixing your tooth you know like like you're not gonna put down those people because they're helping your body mentally physically why are you gonna put down a sex worker who's also helping you mentally and physically. Well, that's what we should be saying more of. Right. You are a sex worker more so than. Oh, know. I'm a hooker. It's well, no, no, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm definitely a, I'm, whore. Well, I'm a, I would like to say I'm a whore loud and proud. See, I've always seen the porn industry as. Empo- well, I mean, you don't get paid for it. So right. I know. Well, that more- makes it even worse. And I don't get fucking stage time, bitches. No, I'm kidding. I would never do that. I would never do that. No, I would never do that. I have morals. I'm a nice Jewish girl. <laughs> anyway, but I'm just saying, like, you know, it's it's. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Yes, the stigma. I, I've always seen it as empowering. I've yeah. never understood. I've known that I've gotten benefits from it. Like we should all be able to admit, like it's helped us release. It's helped us with anxiety. Whatever the fuck you yeah. watch porn for, we all watch it. So mm-hmm. th- it never. I never understood why everybody had to be be so above it. Like how dare you? When my mom would be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you're you know watching people have sex, even if it was part of a movie, yeah. even if it wasn't porn." Or she would find my porn tapes when I was seventeen years old. <laughs> I can't believe I'm even admitting this, but like you make me feel comfortable to know that everybody watches it and yeah. whoever says they don't, I think is lying. Yeah. A lot, especially now. It's just a lot um, of shame around yeah. it, which I don't like. Um, I think a lot of that has been, been being lifted, especially w- with like only fans. And I like to call them the, the dollar tree whores. Um, <laughs> 
my favorite it's it's not a knock it's just a joke but um you know because your fucking neighbor you, you know is doing it like the, the girl next door is doing it it's a great way to to make money and it can be very empowering um especially for um you know victims of, of sexual abuse or, or sexual assault being able to take control of your sexuality like it can help you learn how to take your sexuality back and and have control over that and and you know release that fear and yeah sometimes it can um you know c- certain girls and, and women and, and even some guys like that industry isn't meant for them you know and it can fuck them up and it can you know maybe they find jesus and blah 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 and then they shit on the industry and and you know that's what it is you know people are people are like oh i shouldn't have been in there or oh i was sex trafficked or oh i was forced into do this like the industry that i was in which was the mainstream porn industry it wasn't like that at all like there is a lot um you know and like the the seedier you know the more underground like the clips for sales yeah sure of course people are going to take advantage of everyone in every industry you know like like look at fucking you know investment bankers look at fucking stockbrokers like those people are just as bad as like a suitcase pimp you know totally i I, that's so true any industry that yeah yeah people are horrible, horrible everywhere it doesn't matter if you're sucking a dick or yelling at a person about sucking a dick yeah what's what's your favorite what was your favorite part and what was your least favorite part i guess um well i liked performing i, I like the whole process of it um in the beginning too where you know where you had a makeup artist and craft services oh. and and then people stopped paying for their porn and then that stuff kind of went away <laughs> but I, I i like the performing of it um that was fun like i like um was it ever awkward for you ever um you know yeah there was a couple of um scenes or or scenarios especially like when i had first started out where you know um because everything's content you know where, where people would try to get me to do extra things and not like pay me for you know those um those types of scenes and stuff like that and you learn real quick like i'm i'm a quick learner oh, yeah. when it came with that i'd be like oh okay well if you want me to do double penetration then that's going to be double the price right <laughs> <laughs> double your pleasure you know so double the money yes double the money double the pleasure i don't understand these days even though i'm going to sound like a hypocrite right now it's like so many people especially men have such a problem paying for what they want so or yeah you know some guy actually asked me that i was recently seeing and i hope you know he remains anonymous but um he was like i feel like with you it's always transactional and i'm like isn't it with everybody do you have to really be a whore not a whore porn star not a porn star sex worker not a sex worker reality star not a reality star entertainer not an entertainer married like i've always said married married people are just whores with uh with paperwork because how many how many wives have gone and be like I'm not going to give you sex until you clean the yes. garage. Yes. I'm like, or that's an easy the, $500, honey. Yes, you just want him to transa- clean the Yeah. It's transactional. And I kept on trying well, that's to make the point. Well, that's because we're living in a capitalist country. <laughs> well, yes. We, I would like to know your history and edu- be educated in this Aaliyah Janine class. Because I was thinking about it. And this comes to my point. We could go back to the other stuff after. But when you're in a relationship with someone what you, are relationships i'm kidding oh, are you, what are relationships you're right when you're seeing someone when you're fucking someone when you're having sex with without someone, money okay i know what those are without money right but you want but you have a career and mm-hmm. you feel that person can support you or help you mm-hmm. or just even being your cheerleader mm-hmm. at what point i mean 
I guess the question is, is everything transactional um, or not? I don't think everything is. I think that that if you're in a healthy relationship, um, relationships are, are like it's a business partner, you know, that um, like a life partner, I guess, um, you yeah. know, where you're putting money in together, you know, either to rent an apartment together or, you know, buy a house um, and everything should I, I believe everything, you know, should be equal. I'm still, you know, I'm older, so I'm used to, um, you know, guys paying for dinner. A lot of the right. men that I that I date and I've been in relationships with, um, they wouldn't allow me to pay for stuff because, like, no, this is the man's job. Like, the very, you know, it is a little misogynistic and maybe slightly outdated, but it is weird for me when I go out on a date. Like, anytime. I'm out on a date with someone. I'd be like, "Oh, I'll get the next round." If the guy actually lets me buy it, whatever it is, I will not fuck him. <laughs> um, I, that's what this is a really good conversation, and we, I know, will here not. Here on Chanel in the City, we talk about dating and sex tips, which we need from you. Yeah, but then how do you make? But them I also like I'm like, I, like I'm 43. You know, I'm in right. my 40s. And I tend to date older men who also would never <laughs> let me let you pay. Yeah, I've for paid them. a lot of times, and I've had friends that said, "Oh." If I don't offer, they get mad. They get upset. The relationship turns for another, you know, just the narrative changes. Well, I mean, it also, like, because I've been in relationships, too, you know, where um, where it's like, yeah, it's like, oh, you're taking him out to dinner, you know, because it's his birthday. Like, me and, and Dante um, Nero, we, like, we have talked about this on, on his podcast, where it's like, yeah, you buy your man stuff, you know, if it's a special occasion or something like that. Like, I still... I was always kind of like raised on those like kind of old school things. And it's also, you know, now I, I believe that that if it's been like a long relationship, you, you know, you've been in it a while. Yeah. Sometimes he may not have money. So it's like, babe, I got it. You know, like there is that like I've grown, you know, to not always be that way. But yeah, anytime, um, especially with younger guys, it's just like, you guys should actually just be paying me in general just for me being around here. you motherfuckers. <laughs> well, that's also another question. It's like, how do you demand the respect from a guy you're seeing? And, you can't. They like, you and can't. And make sure that like the sex doesn't cloud the judgment of dating. Like there's a guy that, you know, I was recently seeing and it's always like a conflict of we're not dating. We're just casually seeing each other, mm -hmm. but I'm fucking you, right? Or I'm giving you something. So like, how well, what are okay? What do you see, how does a girl capture the guy? Well, okay, so when it comes to to like the friends with benefits kind of thing, yes. is that is that a lot of times it normally only benefits the guy? <laughs> uh. <laughs> most most of the time, it's like oh, you. Um, it's only like when he wants to have sex, and in these things, it's like that's not. That's not a that's not a buddy system, and at, not a great all. transaction either. No, no, and it's not a good transaction. And the thing is, like, and I have learned, and I'm still learning, unfortunately, because when you have feelings, you know, your heart and it outrays your brain a lot of times. Um, you can't demand respect from somebody. You can't beg them to give it. You like, you could tell them, and normally after the first time, if they don't get it, and if they didn't even understand it beforehand, it's not going to work out. You can't ask someone to respect you right and we also actually we had an audience member write in um a while back and we want to get your opinion on it um lucy from michigan i remember she was it, it was an email on the chanel city inbox she's asked she asked like what if you talk what if a guy that you're seeing and you're 
having sex with for a long time, maybe three months, hasn't taken you out to dinner, and you're always at your place. You're oh, he's never going to take you out. He's to never. Dinner. So even if yeah. you have that conversation, is there well, a well, way no, to no, have no. a conversation with him to learn his lesson to take? Where's yeah. the like? Right. Where Where do you teach the guy you're going to lose me if you don't do a X, Y, and Z, but without him feeling pressured? No, he needs to if feel that giving, pressure. If you're giving him sex, well, well, see, see, that's the thing. Like, if you're worried about him. about a guy that you're giving that you're having sex with that you've been seeing for for three months, if you're worrying about pressuring him, th- then that's something completely else. Like, you have some self esteem and just self worth issues. Um, Interesting. And in, and in, and that's just my personal opinion. Also, I have a psychology degree. You're welcome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she does. I forgot to put that. I, I need to re-record the intro because first of all, I need to say sex worker instead of porn star because I like sex worker. Oh friend. no, and also. Yes, a psychologist. Yeah, okay. but that is so interesting. Uh, well, you, no, 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 but you know, no. most men pressure you to say, "Why are you pressuring me? Why are you making me feel because, this way?" Because you know, they'll they're, manipulate. They're manip- that is a manipulation right there. The best thing to do is yeah, something like like that. that. Like especially if it's been three months, because that's always kind of like the the hit or miss stage. Be either we're going to have a relationship or, or we're not. Correct. And be like, "Yo, we've been doing this." Um, for three months, um, either a because because you said that she um, always goes to his house. Be like, maybe you come over to my place. Um, you, I mean, if you want to, you can offer to make him dinner. You know, to to get him to come over there, or um, just ask him. Be like, yo, w- what is going on? What is happening? In what are we doing? Basically, um, I would like it if you took me out to dinner. And if he says no, I don't really want to do that, then dump his ass because you're just right. gonna waste your time. I mean, you were talking earlier about is, are things like transactional in that way? It almost is like uh, after three months, you're renegotiating sort of what your a contract, contract is yeah. and setting yeah. what your boundary is. You know, that's what I why mean? I said that my point was to him and to the audience, to the advice. And this is good advice you guys are giving, too, is like mm-hmm. everything in life is transactional. We don't want to believe that. I'm a good person. Yeah. We're good people. We have good hearts and we want to be givers. But then when you realize you're giving too much, mm-hmm. when is enough enough? And mm-hmm. when can you ask the guy for what you need? And if he's going to continue saying, like you said, we're casual, we're not dating, he's showing through action that he's not taking it yeah. to dinner. Yeah. But also you, for me, I've learned also with my ex-boyfriends, and maybe this has been a manipulation, to worry about their pockets too. Because what I've realized is relationships. I have more money than a lot of people that I fuck. Right. Sometimes, <laughs> no, sometimes, you, rich sometimes you have more money I than them. The so man, what are yeah. you supposed to do? You don't want to, a lot of times I feel uncomfortable. Well, they feel intimidated. Inti- straining them, straining their pockets. Because I know how it feels when I have $3 to my name. I don't want someone to strain me. Yeah. So, I mean, do you feel like you should always let the guy pay to teach him, you know? And here's another question. You well, not it also have- depends on the age because now like like 20 somethings, 30 somethings, it is more equal, which is great, which is great. But when it comes to like older people like me, like that's kind of weird. Like, yeah, I, you know, I have, you know, paid for drinks and stuff like that. First date stuff, though, that's a, that still has to be courting the, the woman to, to me, to me. And me that too, right. for my age and my generation, that's just how things have always been for for me um, now do you agree that ha- not having sex with a guy can maybe make a guy like that want to commit and take you out to dinner yeah more? no that's definitely really? yeah the more you make him hold out and yeah, say i, I would need to be say, in a relationship in order to have sex with you and then yeah i would say of, um i would i always give it I'm like the, it all wrong. the three date rule okay like after three like actual real dates you know like a dinner date and then like a movie date or to go do something fun like the museum or 
you know, even a walk in Central Park or, or something like that. Yeah, like if you're actually looking for someone to be in a relationship with and not just to get off, you're going to want to get to know them a little bit better because once you have sex with them, that's intimacy right there, even though it can be false intimacy. Like someone could be amazing in bed, but be a horrible fucking person or just like bad at conversation, you know, stuff like that. And you don't know that until you've actually gone out with them. So I like if I really, really like you, um, I'm going to make you wait at least like three dates. If I don't like you, I'll probably fuck you right away. Okay, so that's that's an honest, that's yeah. realistic. Any sex tips you can give us or share with us to satisfy <laughs> our man and keep him happy? I don't. You literally just have to be naked. I don't f- see, but see, in my experience, I feel like that's hindered my relationships if I haven't been. Well, because you need to work on on your self esteem a little is, bit. Is yeah, it, that? men are when it comes with sex are very very simple creatures. They really really are. They, they are. just need titties and a wet hole. You know what I mean? Like they don't. <laughs> for simulation <laughs> unless you're dating older and then it's really hard to get well them. then then they like conversation and get to know you and like, oh. <laughs> right and then they can't come really easily which if they even get language. it up half the time without well, Viagra. That is frustrating too well a lot of that too has to do with like alcohol intake drug intake um yeah you're really good at this mental shit. you know where their mental state is a lot of times i've definitely i have um but then the watch be- porn with, come right well, after. Well, so that's what Oh, I yeah. Or, or they come instantly. I have been with a couple of guys who I didn't realize um, were thinking about porn star me. They're like, I've definitely learned to, to see those types of men now to just avoid that altogether. Where, yeah, they get so nervous. They can't even get it up or they just automatically assume it's going to be like porn sex. I'm like, honey, you can't handle porn sex. Mm-hmm. Most of them cannot <laughs> like, yeah. like, like do you think you could fuck for six hours settle down fucking ted like <laughs> ted ted i love that ted lasso if you're interested in a guy do you don't feel, be interested in guys they're horrible feel, people they no, are i really fucking hate men i'm sorry no i'm just kidding i am kidding too please don't flag this podcast um you never know these days everyone's so sensitive someone actually reported someone's video on instagram because she said she hated men i'm not even kidding and oh she said i had I, I got um i got suspended on facebook for 24 hours I for can't. reposting a meme and i said men are so oh, excuse me i said <laughs> men are so dumb with like a laugh like the laugh emoji laugh crying emoji 24 hour suspension oh my god I love and that. i'm like oh a man must have done that <laughs> <laughs> Okay, guys, let's take a break from the podcast to shout out our sponsor for this episode. I want to shout out Warby Parker. That's right. I'm obsessed with Warby Parker. They are a glass company. They were founded with a rebellious spirit and a lofty goal to create boutique quality eyewear at a revolutionary price point. And you know, Chanel in the City, we are all about that budget and I'm always telling you guys the 411 on what you can get for eyeglassware, sunglasses, you name it. You guys always ask me where I get them from. It's only by Warby Parker. All right. They're offering eyeglasses, sunglasses, contact lenses, and eye exams at such a great price point. Warby Parker is committed to providing exceptional vision care online and in stores and that's why I love them. Don't let your FSA or HSA dollars go to waste. Put them to good use on Warby Parker prescription glasses, prescription sunglasses, contact lenses, and eye exams. 
Warby Parker is committed to provide exceptional vision care online and in stores, offering eyeglasses, sunglasses, eye exams, and contact lenses, as I said. And the glasses start at $95, including prescription lenses. It's that cheap, and it's that good of quality. Try Warby Parker's free home try-on program, which I just did. You order five pair of glasses to try at home for free for five days. That's right. There's no obligation to buy them. They ship for free and include a prepaid return shipping label. It's that easy for you guys. You know how I like to make it easy for my Chanel in the City audience. Again, you guys get to try a five pair of glasses at home for free at warbyparker.com slash Chanel. Again, try five pairs of glasses at home for free at warbyparker.com slash Chanel. You're going to love it. You got to take this quiz, order a home try on kit and share your experience with Warby Parker. They love to hear the feedback. I just did it. And I basically told them what I like in terms of sunglasses. As I'm getting older, I need prescription glasses as well. And they do both a combo and custom make it for you. Quality of the glasses are amazing. You get to keep them for years. Some of my Warby Parker glasses I've had for years. So definitely right now go to www.bbc.com warbyparker.com slash Chanel and get five pair of glasses and you can thank me later. All right. I want to give a shout out to our next sponsor of this episode, Truebill. I love Truebill. Let me tell you why. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. Because you know how you get all those emails? You're like, what the hell did I subscribe to when I never subscribed to this? Or if I subscribed to it, I was probably drunk or whatever or desperate. But Truebill takes care of all that for you and makes it easy. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. That's right. We're all about saving money here on Chanel in the City because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. You don't even have to worry about it. I don't know about you guys, but I'm always on the go. I'm always, I can barely get my life together. So I don't remember what I'm subscribing to or unsubscribing to. And I don't want people to just be taking money out of my account that I don't have. Truebill protects that for you and they prevent that for you. Truebill concierge is where and there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. True Bill has over 2 million users and it helped save them over $100 million. That's right, $100 million. It's insane. And you don't even have to fall for those subscription scams anymore. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash Chanel. That's right, Truebill.com slash Chanel. Go right now, Truebill.com slash Chanel. It could save you thousands a year, all right? And I'm all about saving you money, guys. You're going to thank me later. Join Truebill right now and take back financial control. Go to the App Store or Google Play today and download True Bill today for free. That's right. It's also free and they're going to save you money. True Bill, take control of your subscriptions and finance. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Let's take a break right now to talk about 
and shout out our sponsor for this episode. We want to give a huge thank you and shout out to Girlfriend Collective. That's right. Wide leg jeans, chunky sneakers, everything old is new again, right? Girlfriend Collective means that literally they turn plastic bottles and other waste that would end up in a landfill into something new to wear. How cool is that? Working out is hard enough, so you may as well make that you're wearing an easy decision. I don't know about you guys, but you know that I always have a hard time, you know, keeping my outfits in track, picking out working out clothes, not knowing right from wrong. And I like things to be easy. That's what we're here about. Chanel in the City, we're all about making things easy and on a budget. Girlfriend Collective makes sustainable, soft, supportive, active wear that feels as good as it looks so you can look forward to moving your body in a budget because that's what we're all about. That's right. Have you picked up a very niche hobby this last year? Rock climbing, maybe pickleball, stationary bikes. All I do is like to wear these cute outfits to the gym, bitches, because I am single, ready to mingle, and that's a good way to just get Girlfriend Collective and feel sexy in your body and start hitting on that guy you like. That's right. That crush you wanted. That's right, girl, because with Girlfriend Collective, you're going to get that guy. Trust and believe. It keeps you confident. It keeps you feeling sexy. YouTube video workouts. If you had to get creative to keep active, Girlfriend Collective has you covered with sustainable, supportive, active wear girlfriend. Girlfriend Collective creates responsibly sourced active wear for everyone from a size extra, extra small to six extra large. We know we like our plus size models out there, Chanel the City Girls, because I am a plus size girl myself. It's very comfortable. You actually feel and look slimmer in these workout clothes. That's what's awesome about it. They've got you covered from head to toe, fine pants with different compression levels for ultimate comfort. I don't know about you guys, but also like I sometimes have pain in my legs, so it helps with the compression. Supportive and soft bras and underwear, workout dresses, joggers, sweats, beanies, and even cute slide sandals. That's right. It's about to be spring, you guys. You gotta break out those side sandals. And Girlfriend makes their items in your go-to staple colors, but also make fun, bright colors and new seasonal releases to choose from. They also have a garment take back program called re-girlfriend which i love so once you're done loving your pieces a long time now or like you know a long time from now you don't like wearing it you're sick of it send them back to be upcycled into new girlfriend gear so you're giving back because that's what we're all about guys we are here to give back and be creative feel good in what you wear whatever you're doing with girlfriend collective for all the chanel in the city listeners right now you are going to get 25 dollars off your purchase of a hundred dollars or more when you go to girlfriend.com slash Chanel. That's right. $25 off $100 or more when you go to girlfriend.com slash Chanel. And you're going to thank me later because you're going to feel hot and sexy. And if you don't work out, at least you'll get a boyfriend out of it. Now back to the podcast. <laughs> that is true. So should you ask a guy you're interested in out on a date? And if so, do you ask him out for coffee or a drink to let him know? Um, if you're going to ask a guy out, mm-hmm. I would suggest coffee. Okay. I would suggest like a, a coffee date um, and like a nice walk. Okay. Walk Been there, the done that. What if they say they're too busy? Maybe next week. Does it maybe for a guy mean a no automatically? Not necessarily. Sometimes uh, guys are pretty simple and most for the most part direct. Like if he's busy, he obviously is busy. He's probably busy. But if he doesn't follow up on that, maybe the following week, the and chances then, are. Well, you ask him again. And then if he declines again or something else comes up, then stop wasting your time. A question okay. for you, Chanel. Is sure. Like, it's like how many times, or for whoever is asking, I guess, like the general, like how many times can a guy blow you off before you're like, fuck this guy? Like what's At least your 900. Boundary? 900 <laughs> times until that's I finally a great, that's get That's a greater <laughs> question. Right. How many, because so my, my best friend, I had asked a guy out for coffee. This, this Say story, coffee again? Coffee. <laughs> oh, by the way, guys, wait, side note, PSA, 
promo. This is unexpected. Check out Scorpio <laughs> Sister sketches right now on Instagram. Because <laughs> me and Aaliyah just did literally a sketch on Long Island Girls versus Wisconsin, Milwaukee, Wisconsin Girls. Because she's from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I'm from Great Neck, Long how Island. How we say things. And how we say things. And one of them is coffee. That's why she pointed it out. But it's a really funny video if you want to watch it. Um, yeah, we're getting I it. It's kind of going it viral. Funny. Isn't it fun, funny, Ani? Yes, you liked it? Yes, I liked it a lot. I thought, I mean, I was a little less animated than you, but, you know, you're my biggest sister from another mister. Oh, funny. well, because anytime I say the <laughs> say the word bag. Bag. She sounds like she's, like, Bobby, I, I, don't I, you know, well, like, I start, like, I already know what people are thinking. So, every like, bag or can, I just automatically know people are going to laugh yeah. because fuck you. So here's my thing. I asked the guy. This is why I shouldn't have a podcast because everyone who knows me is going to hate me. I just tell stories, but they're anonymous. I asked this guy that I really liked out for mm-hmm. coffee. Yeah. And we are, you know, it, it would have been like a work thing. It could have been. what. So I asked this person that I liked for coffee, thought they were into me because we were we hit it off when we had hung, hung out. And the person said, I'm really busy this week, but maybe next week. Okay. And I said, OK, I'm not used to that. Usually. As a girl, whether you're pretty or not, I feel like nine out of ten times you ask a guy out, he's saying he's going for that coffee, even if you're not that pretty, because he's he's banking on maybe having sex with you, yeah, or getting drinks after with you. So I just have never been really told that way. No, okay, so all right, that hurt my ego, and my best friend was like, "You should ask him out again," and I'm like, "Hell no," because why? I already gave him the opening. He could have come back and said the following week, "Hey." something opened up Tuesday, want to hang out, especially if it was just, even if his agenda was sex. It's yeah. like the, the boundary <laughs> thing. Um, the, how, how many, how many times do you ask a guy before? I mean, for me, like I have definitely have gone to the point where I just lost all respect for myself. <laughs> Actually. Quite, really? Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah. When there's I would actual, never think that with well, you. when there's actual like real feelings involved, like emotions, like if it's just, um, whatever no crush or yeah yeah but if it's someone that i actually have like legitimate real feelings for oh yeah no i could be i have been discussing like it is a process of learning and and it's that angry thing it's like i even like said like i remember the last thing i said it's like you're if you're not going to respect me or my feelings like this can't continue like i've given you so many chances to the point where i've lost respect for myself it feels like so and he didn't respond and i'm like that is the response in itself and i was like all right then this is no longer a thing right because if a guy really wants you i think we will know yeah well well, that's the thing yes that's the thing is that um if a guy really likes you and is really into you he's not going to make you question that especially if he because he's going to know you he's going to know your insecurities especially if you're honest about them like i always tell dudes up front i'm like if you guys do these things this is how i'm going to respond so if you do those things you can't be like i can't believe I legitimately told you up front, this is what I'm going to do. And if you still do it, that means that, yeah, you're not in it the same way that that I'm in it or the same way that I thought that we were going to be in it. Which brings me to my next question is, should you ever mix business and pleasure? (laughs) No, the answer is no. Don't do it. I, I mean, it's hard. We're in comedy. I think yeah. this is okay to say. I, a lot of comedians, a lot of open micers have asked me this, and I don't fucking know how to answer them because I don't even have... I've never dated a comedian. I've also never hooked up with a comedian before mm-hmm. in the industry. Um, I might be caught lying about that one day. Oh, no, you absolutely... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but because I've also said that. But I, I was dating comedians. But I don't think that I know of. Like, you know, like... Yeah. Real, I mean, I've never really shat where I ate. I, 
again, it could change. It, it yeah. always changes because we're around them a lot and we're around or like book. Yeah, it is hard because we're around these people all the time and we do tend you admire to, them. You to like tend them. to date. Yeah, like because I have the same schedule. Yeah, yeah. And they they know about like, like traveling and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so it just seems to make sense. But a lot of times like. Like it's two alphas trying to, you know. Go right, why out. do you not? Th- yeah, that's so. So I want to know why you don't think it's such a good idea. To um, even I mean, I have like because I like I was trying to say I um I've dated comics before I got into comedy um when I was important because the industries were similar and they're very non judgment you know ju- uh, non judgmental about it um and yeah I have you know I've hooked up with a couple and I I've dated you know seriously a couple. And um, those were very toxic. (laughs) And why so? I'm like, oh, I could totally fix this one. Fix it up, you know, (laughs) a little fixer upper. Um, We Scorpios love doing that shit. Yeah. um, But I also like I also um, I have to be careful because, you know, the types of people that I attract also tend to be like um, very abusive and like narcissists. Like he did end up being like emotionally abusive. yeah, so I, I have to be very careful. I either attract really boring, nice guys or, you know, high-functioning sociopaths. Um, so there's no in-between for me. So that's why I tend to be single a lot. I know, same. I mean, have you ever been a pro... Have, well, doing comedy for so many years, as you have been, me too, like, do you ever feel like you liked someone and then you didn't want to go for it because you're like, wait a minute, I don't want it to interfere with me getting stage time at this place. Oh, or, absolutely. And yeah. how did you go about it? And like, I just stopped thinking about that. Or you didn't that want person. people to say like, oh, Aaliyah fucked this person to get stage time. That's always my biggest fear. Oh, I never people, want someone to say, Chanel Omari fucked someone to get stage time because A, that's never going to be true. But sometimes you might fall in love with someone or like someone and that's okay if they're in your industry and you're also working towards your career i don't understand why you can't have it all say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill and i think that's (laughs) well it depends on on how it works i mean that's all that's all just like a luck game you know what i mean like there's some people you know who are married you know in in the industry that that met in the industry right and i think a lot of people see that and be like oh i want that too because it seems so cool you guys could do sketches together blah 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 right that's not how it always works because you know, different personalities like like you need a yin to your yang. Like we're very outgoing, you know, and, and we put ourselves out there. So we may need someone who's not like that. We may like sometimes like we need an opposite. Like for me, I definitely um, I need I need a very strong like alpha <clears throat> kind of male. Like I can't date betas because if I could anytime I've dated a beta, like I will just intentionally not necessarily intent well sometimes intentionally but but like just 
destroy them emotionally. It's very <laughs> easily to like yeah. emasculate someone and not yeah. even on purpose and when not, they're beta. And not on purpose. Like there was this one dude I remember, um, and this was when, when I was younger, and that's when I first noticed that I had that ability to do that. It was just this power. I was like, oh, that is not healthy. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, even when I was fucked up on a bunch of meth. But we were... Um, we were like lying, lying in bed. We were in his bed and um, I was smoking and I was against the wall and he was closer to um, or I was closer to the ashtray or no. Yeah, he was on the other side. I was closer, closer to the ashtray. But I asked him, I'm like, yo, can you get up and get me the ashtray? And he did. And I was wow. like, oh, oh, you're a little bitch. <laughs> like, well, not, you know, but that's a boundary thing that he didn't have. He's like, oh, she wanted this. Like he was always constantly like just being obnoxiously nice like uh, to the point where i'm like i'm pretty sure if i told him to jump you know like in uh, coming in america where he has yeah. the chick like i could have made him do On that. that point when is the boundary where you don't so you know where you like a guy and when do you not when do you start giving your heart to him when do you start making him the sandwiches for it when do you start <laughs> you know saying i'm bringing you food at no because that's a real thing because when you start being too nice too early that's when the guy loses interest i think well yeah because he takes you, you, you could, for granted because you, you well that and, but then he and wants you to be nice so he's and... fucking men with your catch 22s it's like oh but she's not being nice to me that's what makes me turned off by her Well, those are like fuck buddy types okay, scenarios fuck bo- right fuck yeah boys fuck type. boys like not never do never satisfied do, do, dudes are not really into like emotionally retarded like they don't understand the concept you know of like a partnership um well that depends on on the type of relationship that it is like if it's been equal thus far you know up to a certain point and um yeah because i i've done that you know cook dinner i would say i say everything after the three month mark like that kind of stuff because if you can make it past that like you, you do it, you know, uh, after the, the three month mark, like maybe, you know, you make him dinner. And then after the six month mark, you know, you have markers of how um, and it's just the way our brains work, too. A lot of times um, people are attracted to each other and they, they don't know why it's like, oh, I find this person hot. It's because your brain is telling you that you guys would make a good baby. That's literally just the basics really? of why people are attracted to each other. It's like, yeah, it's like, oh, we would make a good baby. That's why a lot of marriages and stuff like that. A lot of people end up getting divorced after their, their first baby turns around a toddler, like around the five, six year mark. It's because all those lovey chemicals in the brain, they start to go away because they're like, okay, well we made this one and now he's walking and talking. And especially the way men's brains are wired, they're just wired to reproduce constantly. And women, on the other hand, are not really wired to do that. There are some monogamous men. Absolutely. My stepdad happens, you know, to be one of them. He's only been with two women, his first wife and my mom. Really? Um, oh, yeah. No, there are out so there. Hard for like, me to believe because I've, like, I've not been and penguins, with Right uh-huh. there. They're um, super monogamous. Um, but, yeah, that's another thing, too, is that understanding that men aren't mentally or physically really wired to be monogamous like humans in general really aren't they're they're literally meant to breed have the kid around five and then go on and do it again way wow you know when you think about it like that it's easier to accept yeah it definitely feels better that that's like oh it's it's like it's just how 
because we're animals, you know, we are animals and these are our animal Well, instincts. I think that's also why I don't pressure men when you've asked me before, like off the record in general, like in general, mm-hmm. when we've talked about this, where it's like, I don't pressure men. I, yes, it has to do with my self-esteem, but also because I feel like it is a natural thing not to be monogamous, even though I want to work hard at being it with the guy I like, I know there's going to be times he's going to be attracted to someone else or I'm not going to, if I pressure him more, it's going to push him away more. Yeah. If I may. Yeah. I mean, the difference is, is you're going into, you you have to decide what you want. If being in a monogamous relationship is what you want, some dudes want that. Yeah. There there are guys out there, but like some dudes definitely don't (laughs) want that. And like, if you're willing to be in a, in an open relationship to some degree, you have to really be okay with that. You yeah. can't just say that. Yeah, you have to have because like a, a conversation <laughs> and, and boundaries. Like yeah. I, I've always said it um, where I don't care as long as it's someone that, that we both don't know, you know, someone that, that, that we don't work with and that I don't hear about it. Because once I, once I know... Not developing. Yeah, yeah. Once I know, then then that trigger's going to go in where I'm like, Detective Aaliyah, you know, and I'll, I'll find See, out where... Need the, to, that's where you're right. You need to know what you really want because yeah, I won't yeah. be able to wrap my head around that at all. Like, yeah. just Well, because a lot of times, too, I'm, I'm like... You need to get a blow job, like go get a blow. You know what I mean? Like the, well, there's so many. Like, like I would rather, like I would pay for you to have a fucking hooker for a night. Same. You know, I, than, or, than or sleep I with rather, my best no, friend. I rather be involved in it. That's the truth. At the end of the day, I mean, I would rather not do both. But if I got to give me an option, I rather be the co-star too. You know yeah. What I'm saying? Have it's you like, ever had a threesome before? Never, but I've been approached many, many times. Uh, yeah. Have which you, is like, are like you kind you of like, like weird that a lot of couples <laughs> want to have sex with me. <laughs> That's awesome. I it, I but guess. are you like, are you, uh, that's the thing too, is that women will be in relationships with guys who want to have threesomes and they're not into women. And that sucks for you because that's going to hurt, hurt. a lot. Like, like I love chicks. Yeah. Like there's plenty of guys. Like I actually, I did the opposite where my buddy and his girlfriend, um, this was before porn, uh, when I was a dancer, he's like, Hey, my girlfriend, you know, she really likes you and she's never been with a girl. And, you know, he asked, he's like, it was so funny how he asked. He's like, would you like, you know, to come to like Florida with us for, for the weekend and like hang out and just see what happens? And I'm like, well, I have to have sex with you. <laughs> um, no, he was hot. He was hot, too. So I was like, hell yeah, they were a very attractive couple. And um, we did end up hooking up, but I ended up spending more time with his girlfriend than than with him, which I thought was weird because he was like I was thought I'd be more attracted to him, but I was actually really super into her to the point where like she had to pull me aside, you know, cause, cause I was there for like four <laughs> days. Um, it'd be like, we got to pay more attention to him. To, to him. Cause he's getting jealous. Um, fast forward a couple of years. Um, she is now married to a woman <gasps> and has a, yeah. So, and I did that twice with uh, two of my friends. Um, and both women, like they, basically figured out that they're lesbians and so yeah i'm not allowed to have threesomes with any of my friends anymore. <laughs> or, they turn, or they turn lesbians Let's yeah. imagine us we have a threesome and then it's like okay guys i'm a lesbian i'm an open fucking lesbian that's why i'm 37 still single mom and dad that's why i didn't get married and have babies also because all these fuck boys out here are fucking me over left and right yeah. yeah there is a i think there's a boundary that everybody has to like you said you have to be able to ask what you want mm-hmm. and ask for boundaries 
people can meet them or not meet them. That's a okay. It's just that it's your fault. No, if you no, continue. no, it's not. It's not okay. No, if they don't yeah. meet your boundary, it's not a. It's well, not okay. Well, that's well, what I'm saying, meaning for yourself, like it's then you gotta get, you gotta go, kind of thing. You can't because mm-hmm. if you stay, then it's your. It's like it's the, a the, fuck the, you to you. Yeah, it's like your fault. Yeah, you're saying fuck you to you. Yeah, Be- literally because you're because that is that's a self esteem thing. That's um, a self respect thing. And a lot of times people don't really want like you, you get to be lonely willing. people That's get what I was lonely say. you have to be willing to give up that good vitamin d huh but Even but if- yeah but it's like is it like i i have definitely learned i think i would much rather be alone than constantly like waiting for a text message or waiting to see if he watched my stories i'm like because that like you spend your That's whole so day thinking about that instead of doing what you wanted to do and so and it's debilitating sometimes for me at least yeah my experience my career my work yeah like you don't want to do anything because you feel like worthless it's like oh this person doesn't love me so why did why i can't even love myself correct and it's like well no you need to love yourself first and then other people will follow suit because you show people how to treat you a lot of times you don't know that you show people how to treat you. So when when you set up a boundary and then they they try to cross it and you don't do anything about it, you just show them that it was okay to cross that boundary. And and we're all guilty of it. Um, I definitely am. Um, I definitely yeah. need to practice what I preach a little bit more when it comes to that kind of stuff. But I think it's like anything, like knowing is the first step, <laughs> knowing that you're doing that and then working from there. And it is hard. Self-discipline is the hardest fucking thing to do. it is so hard i was gonna even say any tips for self-love like for us to like work on masturbate that definitely helps i i I know it sounds masturbate um i like i've been journaling a lot more like a fucking 16 year old girl yeah oh fuck i actually i forgot your journal i bought you a journal um well you're coming back to my place always gives me the best gifts you're coming back to my place yeah Yeah. thank you um yeah journaling um and Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit and talking about the, those types of feelings and, and stuff like that, even to yourself, even just getting them out. Like if you're really mad or upset about something and you think other people is going to think it's stupid, fucking write down in your journal and then see how you feel. It's good, too, because a lot of times people don't want to feel those feelings. And that's the bad part, because once you want like once you stop feeling those feelings, they're going to fester up and you're going to end up exploding and maybe on a person that that could be good. So it's good to. To feel those feelings in that moment, acknowledge why you feel that way. Be like, okay, this person did this, so this is why I feel this way. But why did that person do that? Oh, because I let them do this. Okay. Feel those feelings and then move on. 
I love that. That's a great advice. Let's transition here. Okay. <laughs> As if I'm Barbara Walters. What the fuck? Let's, trans- let's transition here in this piece. Um, you talk comedy. What yes. made you leave the porn industry and get into comedy? Uh, no one pays for their porn. Okay. Uh, <laughs> That's number one. Do you mind if I... Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. No, um, that was, that was uh, one of the things. I also just got bored with it. I have... I've had a um, an eclectic resume, I guess. Okay. I guess you could say. Um, I went to school to be a cop. You know, I have a degree in uh, police science. I was certified for law enforcement. So this is so fucking cool. So I did. Uh, <laughs> like I was an armored car driver for a while. I, I had a PI license for a while. I used to do um, security loss prevention. Um, I've also like worked in offices and. Um, I've worked in a factory before. I used to waitress <laughs> and bartend. Like I've had all these different jobs. A uh, comedy, comedy is kind of like always, I guess, been in the in the background in the back burner. One of uh one of the strip clubs I used to work at actually had a comedy club underneath it. Um, in Milwaukee, Silk Exotic, they used to have Jokers. Uh, so I used to um I used to hang out downstairs and watch shows. I uh, the first time I ever met Andrew Dice Clay. Technically, that was the first time I ever did comedy um i went on stage and like told some fucking some horrible like jokes that, <laughs> that i would tell at the bar i think you're wh- like guys i'm gonna dance for you if my jokes don't work okay no, no this is down yeah i was in my fucking stripper outfit i think it was, it was like this riddle oh god can i even remember it um you're, you're going down the road um in front of you is an elephant to the left of you is a giraffe and behind you is a unicorn and then, or to the right, and then to the left of you is a cliff, and you're trying to get around. What do you do? You take your drunk ass off the merry-go-round and go home. I think that's how. It goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you crack me up. Wait, it's what? So that bad. is hilarious. Okay. It's so yeah, I think I, I told that. Oh, so that was the first joke I ever told on stage. That is um, a funny. That's very funny. Before before comedy um, was even an okay. apple in my eye. Yeah. Um, and then uh, actually went when I had moved to Florida, and I would go to comedy shows and, and stuff like that um, in Wisconsin. Um, and then when I moved to Florida, one of my buddies, Artie um, Artie Fletcher, he's a comic that I had met. Uh, in wisconsin um he was like part owner or something like that i'm not sure if he's owner if he just performed there a lot um of snappers comedy club and grill (laughs) in palm harbor i used to bartend at snappers uh for a little bit that's actually right when i was like getting in like i just moved there so i was kind of dancing and like i think i had just did my first porn i think it was after or maybe right before i did uh just did my first porn and then when i moved to la um we would we'd hang out at the comedy store a lot. Um, Sam Tripoli, he had this show called The Naughty Show that incorporated a lot of porn stars. I would do like sketches and, and stuff with him. A lot of porn stars would do sketches and stuff. And I would do stuff for The Naughty Show. And that's kind of what I'm like, I want to do a set. And uh, he was going to let me. I remember he was going to let me. I think it was it was um, around St. Patrick's Day. And I had one of my comedy buddies, uh, comedian friends, help me. Um, write like a five minute set and then all of a sudden he's like no i need you for a wet t-shirt contest and i was like okay so no jokes uh so that's my first time (laughs) being uh decorated for comedy no um (laughs) no but yeah i i really had thought about um 
wanting to do it after that and then once the the porn thing kind of was like i knew that that i wanted to get out of it especially since like i couldn't dance which is what i wanted to do uh when i moved like i think i did like one or two mics in la but i just knew people you know it was it was a weird thing so i'm like i was planning on moving to new york and i'm like this is where i'm gonna like actually really start and new york is like the epic center of comedy so i ended up um I took a couple classes, like actually like stand up classes. I took like some improv classes at the old UCB, <laughs> which used to be really acclaimed. You know, everyone's like, "Ooh, you!" And now it's like, "What does that stand for?" <laughs> That's so funny. But yeah, and then uh, I got very fortunate. I actually had um, a fan, a non creepy comedy, a comedian fan, my buddy Ryan Hernandez. He doesn't mind. Uh, we talked about it. He's the only person we named on this podcast. Uh, no, no, I, I we, okay. we I have mentioned this before, but uh, he it's like, hey, he's like, I see you're doing comedy and you're in New York. He's like, I run this show. I used to be at the 206 Lounge, um, which I think now is something completely different. And uh, that was the first like bar shows that that I ever did there. And then I got hooked up um, at the stand uh, with Patrick and the, and they put me on a show. There is the smut show with uh, Jonas Barnes and they're like, oh, this would be a perfect show for you. And then, yeah, I fell in love with the stand and everyone there was super supportive of me. And um, like they let me host an open mic. And so, yeah, so it just progressed into, um, you and know, you have your jaw, jawbreaker show. Jawbreaker which I've done show. And it's an amazing show with super Jack fun. Deluso. Yeah. Who's also funny. My girl, Jack. And kind of yeah. looks like me, but she's prettier. Guys <laughs> <laughs> have like we the same. We do have the same, like, I guess. Tone. When you and Pockets had mentioned that, I was like, oh, we do. Yeah, yeah. You guys do. Um, but it's a great yeah. show. It's yeah, a great it's show. Fun. It's a fun show. It's You guys have a lot of funny comedians, pros all the time. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I've been doing comedy seven. I will be eight years in May, actually. Wow. And that's what I was going to ask you, because, you know, a lot of us will do it years and years, not maybe have TV credits or not make it. Like, was there mm -hmm. any obstacle or time where you were like, or I always say we talk about bullying a lot in, mm -hmm. on the podcast or anti-bullying of like, you know, I've been bullied in comedy or just have been told no or mm -hmm. things that like I've paid my dues for that people not necessarily know about and then have to make me go through it. Have you ever gone through that where you're like, I really just want to give up or... This isn't for me. Um, I've, I've definitely taken breaks. Or when breaks. is my moment going to yeah, happen? My well, Netflix special going to happen? Well, I mean, because comedy takes so long to really get good at. You know what I mean? Like, you can't um, you can't just automatically, like, think after two years. It's funny, too, because, like, after you've done comedy a couple of times, you're like, oh, this does take Stop. literal <laughs> fucking years. Yes, yes. Uh, t t they call it finding your voice, you know, getting comfortable on stage. Um writing funny jokes um it does it takes it is a long process i mean i was fortunate enough um like my dumbass had a publicist in the beginning <laughs> like my first year of comedy Actually, that's really no, smart no 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 what no no it is not no because <laughs> they're like no. the cheerleader that vouches no, nope. well, for <laughs> that me, that vouches for you. You get what for, I'm saying. For me, a lot of the times, first year is a lot. Of yeah, the, the first, um, well, because a lot of people when I first started, um, they they just wanted to see if I was doing it, you know, to stay relevant because I had retired from porn. I'm like, oh, that's cute. I, you thought I was relevant in porn. Uh, <laughs> I was like literally a B list, uh, <laughs> but I have F's. Um, 
Yeah. <laughs> I just lost my track of thought. No, I did have a publicist. Um, she's amazing. I love her. Um, but she would get me things that I didn't necessarily earn. If that, like she tried to get me on shows and stuff like that, that like you have to kind of pay your dues for. And so some people were really mad about that. But I would have been on those shows if I was a porn star anyways, you know. So right. so um, so people did start to realize that. But I I proved pretty much everyone wrong where I'm like, I, you know, go to the open mics, you know, put in the work. work. And now, you know, I get asked to be on these shows without a publicist. But yeah, or but, without asking them. That's what I was going to say to you. A lot of people, right, from the reality background, mm -hmm. you know, the reason I was, people don't even know this, is that I was on reality TV because I was doing a lot of open mics, because I was doing shows, but I was a no-name comic. So, you know, when people were doing the industry room or Broadway and nobody gave a fuck about comics, yeah. that's when the casting directors were coming saying, I need a funny comedian that can improv on a reality show. Mm -hmm. And so, obviously, this, and also the reality show and TV and porn, and that's all giving you credits mm -hmm. also to be on stage. Oh, yeah, I have more credits than most comedians combined. Right, right. <laughs> so, the funny it. thing is, is that, like, I always say, right, a lot of people say, don't pay your dues, and or you don't pay your dues, or you need to pay your dues. It's interesting how you coped with that, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, I just paid my dues. So, like, I <laughs> yeah. understood the concept of that. It does suck, especially now, like, it is funny when, you know, like, actors you know try to get into comedy like with jeremy right. piven people right. are just like literally go fuck yourself um like if he yes, was or housewives a lot of sometimes yeah. or, or like if he was funny it would be different <laughs> that's the thing it's like if you're gonna do that like at least be funny well yeah i also know some reality stars though that haven't done the open mics mm -hmm. they've done more of the podcast tour because they have a great yeah team. and then they get and on they, stage and they get on stage but they still in my opinion they're still doing the same amount of work they're not really cheating because they still have to put in the yeah amount but of are work. they funny on stage no you don't think they are no. so you don't you don't think it's but, <laughs> but, but, like no, but their, their audience is are laughing maybe because they're hyped into the per they, yeah they're, they're there for trained the for the person yeah they're not because it's the same so thing. anything they say is funny yeah that's not a genuine laugh yeah right that, which that's i always say like we support you it's it's like the tiktok stars are like you yeah. know people who get we famous off of instagram and be like oh, their manager's like, you need to do comedy because this is a great way, blah, blah, blah. It's because they could just go and fill out theaters because they have, you know, millions of followers. But then once they get on stage, like some of them are like, no fucking way, this is horrible. And then there's a couple where like, actually, that was horrible, but I really want to try, you know, like and actually right. be good at it. because being funny, you know, on a podcast or like talking to your friends at a bar is a lot different than, oh, yeah. than writing jokes and, and being funny on a stage because people have to be able to relate. Yeah. To, to and you. catch yeah. and like be, yeah, be with it. So that's, no, that's true. I love that, you know, that you're honest about that. Like people yeah. did say like, how can she come in here with the publicist and from mm -hmm. the porn industry scene, yeah. the reality background. Like I sucked enough dicks to get that right. far ahead. Yeah, I, exactly, <laughs> badge. And also I'm so sick of this. We got to change a narrative. I want to change it right now on the podcast before we wrap up about this whole like, sucking dick to get stage time or sucking dick to get ahead in the industry. First I of all, I met people like try to flirt dick. with me to get stage time and I'm like, I know, am I, I, think I so a too. pimp now? Ah! Bitch, you a boss bitch. <laughs> I know lately I've been too. I think it's because of you because I'm like associated with you. It's like, bitch, I'm like, I don't have power for anything. I barely have power running my own show, okay? <laughs> That's so not true. Check it out. The all-star comedy show. Uh, but you know, which is by the way, tomorrow, this not will not be airing tomorrow, but the, the, the all-star comedy show is tomorrow. But no, but it's like it's Greenwich, been, am I on that one? No, that one, this one is on Broadway. Oh, but no, I, no, I have no. you on the one we I was gonna talk to you about um the next one you're in is the March one, which was the one I was gonna oh, talk yeah, to the yeah, stand yeah. about. But that was with like a big with Cedric. 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Different, but yeah. yeah, Broadway. Yeah, so shout out to Broadway. Um, I just lost my chain of thought. Oh yeah, one more question before we wrap up. Okay. What is well? Two more questions. What's your advice in how to be a successful entertainer or how to just be successful in comedy? If people want to know about how to get into comedy, since don't ask get us. into co- comedy, comedy or and don't date in it. <laughs> don't date your coworkers. <laughs> I'd rather work at McDonald's right now. I'm fucking up then. (laughs) Same. I just, I mean, I'm quitting everything. I'm going to go to McDonald's and just fucking get that minimum wage money. That's like 20 bucks an hour now. Um, No, I mean, if you're going to do it, just do it. Like, don't, like, have a plan. Having a plan is always good. Um, Talking to people, there's plenty of resources online. I like the classes. Um, People kind of shit on the classes. I liked it because it did teach you not... Like it did, you know, it does supposed to help with like joke writing or whatever. And that that did help a little bit. But it also helped with like learning about the industry and how it like operates, how to get stage time. Um, you get you get to meet like other people who are just like getting into comedy the same way you are or um, people who have been in it. Like I've taken, you know, like random writing classes, you know, to help with a joke. I've called, you know, some of my former instructors because they're all comedians Um you know, to help with certain jokes and people do that all the time. Um, but yeah, just have, have a plan and just know that it is going to break your heart. It's so much work. Um, it's exhausting. Um, but I love it. And so if you really love it, then you're going to put in the work. So where it doesn't, it's like anal, you know, like, (laughs) like you need lube and, and the first time it may hurt a little bit, but after a while, it's actually quite nice. I love that analogy. And What's your favorite place? Chanel in the City audience wants to know. That's really great. What's your favorite place to go to food-wise restaurant or just a place to escape, write jokes, um, take time for yourself? I write a lot at home. I'm not one of those people. I need to go to a coffee shop and write because right. I don't I have like Same. a thing with sound. So I'm just like people annoy me. Um, sometimes <laughs> I, I like going to the park, though. Like I'll go to the park and have my um, my headphones. And as far as food, um, kind of a garbage pail. I'll eat pretty much anything. Um, I do. Li- I like the cellar wings, you know, olive tree. Oh, wings. yeah. Everybody's talking about that. You never had olive tree wings? Never had what? olive tree wings. Okay, Can we're we going to. Go? Yeah, we're going to go do that. I still owe you a birthday dinner. Yes, we should highlight that. Yes. That. We, by the, the way, stand, we have a new segment called Chanel love, in the City. I what? The, the stand. Food. The stand. Yes. Is amazing the stand is amazing food. food. Amazing food. Like some people, like comics, now I get why comics. I'm like, why the fuck are you here when you're not on stage? And because it's like the, the food, food is great. And it's then, orgasmic. Um, and then uh, the vibe is off the hook, too. Yeah. And Joey Rose's um, new sandwich shop. Joey Rose's, you introduced me to. I have not been there yet because I was great. supposed to meet so you on New Year's Eve. But I heard it's great. Yeah. And I got it. they, 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 Corinne Fisher, I saw the other night at New York yeah. Comedy Club. She had told me that she had, was there with you guys. Yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, I was supposed to come meet. And she's like, Chanel, the fucking sandwiches. I was like, Aaliyah said that too. They're so good. And they, they bake all the bread themselves. And at what the kind stand. of vibe is it? Like that you guys were hanging oh, out so late um, night. It's like, like, like his have... mom's basement. He has Stop. it set up. <laughs> 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 like he's got like old school pictures of his parents. He's got and it's like downtown. Uh, where is it? It's in LES, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's um, it's right next to um, Fat Black Pussycat, po- uh, the <laughs> coffee shop, the coffee yeah. shop. Wow, this is some interesting black stuff, cat. you guys. Black this cat. is good stuff for the Shinoda <laughs> City audience. Yeah, yes. black cat. It's yes. literally right next door to Black Cat. Okay. That's a good place to check out. All right, we're gonna yeah, check that Sammys out. Yeah, their Sammys are good. I love and Pat's it. bartending. Tell them I sent you. Yes. 
Well, Leah, you have been a treat. I love you so much. You, Where Anna. can everybody follow you right now and all Nowhere, your social media? You fucking psycho. <laughs> oh, by the way, you guys better fucking <laughs> think before you DM because she will block oh, your no. ass. Yeah, bitch. I have all my. You can't DM me anymore. I've. I just don't even put myself through I that. I can't even put that. I can't wait to put that setting on. That I'm, I can't wait to have important enough to put that setting on because nobody DMs me. As <laughs> no <it>. strangers <laughs> DM you? I'll make Ever. I'll make an account just randomly DM thank you, you. Oh, so you feel special. Oh, thank kidding. you. That was um, you can follow me on Twitter, the Aaliyah Janine, Instagram, Aaliyah.Janine, although I am kind of shadow banned on Instagram. So um, good luck trying to find me. Facebook is Aaliyah Janine. Uh, you can find all my shows and stuff at uh, AaliyahJanine.com. And also make sure you check out our collab at Scorpio, oh, yeah. Sister Scorpio Sketches. Sisters. Oh, yeah. My podcast, How to oh, Do yes. Drugs. <laughs> yes. Oh, one more plug about the podcast. Why don't you t- tell us real quick what the podcast is about? What drugs. are you going to find out? Okay. It's about drugs. I don't teach you how to do drugs. It's from everything from addiction to recovery. It's uh, people just telling their stories and personal experiences of what drugs you have been on it. Yeah. Um, it's It's... It could be sad. It's funny. It could be educational. Um, but yeah, how to do drugs pod on Instagram and Twitter and Apple, Spotify, YouTube, all of the places. Love it. And hardcore and hardcore comedy, comedy and job breakers. Yes. Love that. And thank you so much for being here. Thank we you love, you. love you. Tune in to Aaliyah Janine's journey. She has more to come. We can't wait to see your Netflix special. That's next time I'm going to have you on the podcast. We're going to be talking about your Netflix special. And then we're going to be talking about our Emmy Award winning, um, co- what is that called? Uh, comedy sitcom on NBC Universal. There you go. I put it yeah. in the fucking universe. Yeah, I put go. it in the universe. <laughs> <laughs> I better get something if I'm not having babies and marrying a Jewish man. I better get something out of this life. I just want to win the lottery. I will not die without anything. If I win the lottery, I'm out of here. <laughs> Fuck you, hoes. No, I'm just <laughs> no, for real, though. I'm out. <laughs> I just got to buy tickets. This is us literally signing off. Out. (laughs) Down. Thank you guys so much. Tune in to another episode of Chanel in the City coming up. Make sure you subscribe. Rate the podcast. Please give us some five stars. I need those mitzvahs, those good deeds. And leave those positive reviews. But also leave those constructive criticism reviews. We love to take them. We love to review them. We love to do something about them sometimes. And sometimes we don't love to do something about them. (laughs) Love you so much. Thank you. Shout out to Too Much Content for always producing amazing content. And editing our stuff to the fucking best, finest level. And shout out to Ani Moosh. You're an amazing producer, an amazing, talented artist. Make sure you check out Ani's website as well because she's she's a multi-talented artist. And you can... uh, Hire her for many services. So thank you guys. Love you guys so much. Peace. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.